Hello, 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 Anyang Haseyo. Welcome back for the third episode. I made it to three. Very good. Um, I've been very busy cleaning up my apartment. Uh, I have to move apartments. I move places tomorrow. I've got to go to a hotel for two weeks so someone can come and live here in quarantine. So I'm busy packing up my apartment. And I may actually, I'm going to try to do a bit of a video of my apartment. And I'll put it on Instagram or maybe YouTube. So you can check that out. Check out my uh, Instagram if you want to have a look at what my small little Korean apartment looks like. I just need to finish cleaning it up before I do that. So today, I'm going to talk about fun things to do in Korea. I'm going to talk about bar and pub scene. I'm going to talk about sports, going to sporting events. I'm going to talk about music events and festivals. And then I'm going to finish off with my top five things that I've done around the world with music and sporting events and festivals. Um, obviously right now, coronavirus, things are very different. I don't want to keep talking about coronavirus, so I'm going to just do it right now. There is locked, uh, not locked, there is uh, um, curfews. So most places are being shown down quite early, 9 to 10 o'clock. It's normally not like this and very tight restrictions on places on how many people can be there, how many people can be in a group, all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to talk about life before coronavirus and hopefully that it gets back to that sort of stage soon. So first let's talk about pubs, par, bars and pubs. When I, when I um, heard about Korea, I heard that Seoul's the city and never sleeps. And it's true, you can go out all night and party. Um, you got bars and pub and f even food restaurants that serve alcohol. They stay open 24 hours. Um, the big party areas are Hongdae, Etaewon, and Gang uh, Gangnam. They are the main areas in Seoul. For me, I've been to Etaewon a lot, and it is awesome. It's great fun. You get people from all cultures going there. Internationals, Koreans, foreigners, um, if you've got different, uh, gay, straight, there's everything there for you. And restaurants, there's every type of restaurant. African restaurants, European restaurants, Australian restaurants. There's every restaurant and bar and theme that you probably would want. It's so much fun and everyone there seems to have a good time and a good vibe. I heard that you know, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, that it used to be quite, um, dan not dangerous, but dirty place, but now they've cleaned it up and it's quite um, safe and I've never felt unsafe. Uh, you got your high-end bars, you got your low-end pubs, you got your under underground pubs with pool tables, and you got some big, big uh, nightclubs too. And it's great fun. You just got to explore. There's so much stuff there, especially in Etaewon. There's all the lights and all the excitement, and um, yeah, it's a great vibe. When it was in its prime, it's awesome vibe. Um, Hongdae, Hongdae is a little bit different. Hongdae is more about the restaurants and drinking in at the restaurants. Um, most places in Korea, outside of like the really two-story areas, the pubs. Are actually sort of food restaurants so they actually encourage you they want you to eat and drink so like the chicken places the um, 
barbecue places. So actually outside some of these party areas, it's a bit harder to find a pub, a pub where you can just go and get a beer and sit down and drink a beer. Most places you got to go and eat and drink. Um, that's as you get away from the party areas, and, the, and in, that's in all cities actually, and not in Dijon as well. Um, so when you're going out in Hongdae, yeah, Hongdae is more for the Korean, uh, has more Koreans there, and it's more younger vibe, a lot younger people. You have your young people on the streets doing their amateur dance performances and everyone watching the young k-pop stars the future k-pop stars they're all out there dancing and performing in front of you it's quite fun and it's people singing people um, and it's just good people watching place actually Gangnam I don't know much more about Gangnam I've only been there a couple of times but yeah it's great fun as well some great bars really good restaurants so these are the three main party areas in Seoul, so if you want to meet up with other foreigners, you probably go to these three places. Etaewon's probably the best place to meet people. Um, yeah. You also have your jinjabangs. Jinjabangs are places where you can sleep 24 hours. So if, the one thing I, I did say, Seoul's been said to be the place that never sleeps. But what I will say to that is the public transport shuts down very early, even on the weekends. So by 11, 12 o'clock, all the trains and buses have stopped. There's no night buses, there's no night trains. So that's a bit weird. I don't know why they don't have that, whether it's safety or whether it's to encourage you to use the taxis. Um, so the only way to, you can get home is by taxi. But if you live quite far away, like I always live in the outskirts of cities, you got two choices. You've got to party all night or you go stay at a hotel or hostel um, or you can stay at these ginger bungs so just to let you know like the public transport does end early so once it gets to 12 o'clock you need to know how you're going to get home or you're going to party all night or you're going to get a hotel there are a lot of hotels in Etaewon, hostels in Etaewon yeah you're probably better off in, in the prime book before but you should always find a place there same with Hongdae and Gangnam. You should be able to find a place on that day, maybe on that night. If you can't, you can go to these ginger bunks. I stayed in one once. It cost me like $7. And they're just these big multi-story places where people just go to sleep, get massages, there's hot tubs. Quite weird, actually. It's quite weird. You can, I don't know how to explain it. So you can just go in there and hang out for seven bucks and have a sleep there's nothing to sleep on you go sleep on the floor um, no pillows or anything but it's just I guess a shelter for you to sleep in um, GS20 the convenience stores GS25 and CU and 7-eleven just for if you need to do some pre-drinking or you want to do some pre-drinking uh, if you like beer, they do the four four big cans, 500ml cans for 10,001. 10, um, you got all your types of cans and drinks. Um, and in the bars, you got a lot of good beer. Draft beer, like really good quality draft beer is a little bit rarer. But um, yeah, it's doing well. Um... 
Next, sports. Sports, I love sports and I like going to sporting events, especially in Korea. Korea is quite fun. So the main sport in Korea is baseball. And you, going to a baseball game is not like going to a baseball game in America. It is amazing atmosphere, people singing, dancing, and it's really good fun. So I've actually gone with people that are not baseball fans, don't like going to sporting events, and they've actually had a great time. You go to baseball, it's a bit like cricket, it's people watching, atmosphere, but the thing is, Korean, they bring great atmosphere, really good atmosphere. They sing their songs, every player's got a song, so someone's always singing, and then... Uh, and also drinking beer is quite cheap you can actually take big beers in with you plastic beers and even in the stadium you can buy like a one liter beer for like 4,001 which is amazing in Australia just to buy a mid-strength beer at the sporting venue costs like eight nine dollars so it is a really good night uh, day to have a drink and have a good social time um, Obviously, with baseball, it goes for quite a long time, so you've got to be careful not to get too drunk um, and not act too obnoxious, but just be nice and friendly to everyone and it's a good vibe. Some other sports, um, volleyball is quite common here. Volleyball, so it's a good indoor event in, in winter and it's fun. I actually enjoy watching the volleyball. It's just Korean volleyball. It's probably the standards not as high as in America or in Europe, but they give you a good atmosphere and again they do this singing and dancing and Hana, do and they do this and it's good fun and also basketball basketball they do have a basketball league and it again it's not the best quality of league but it's fun to go to and indoor events something to do when it's winter and you can go and support them and actually volleyball and basketball they really promote the men and the women's league, so it's a good way to support the women's sport. I'm sure there's women baseball, but it's not as common. But there is women basketball and volleyball, so it's a good way yeah, to go and support the women's sports, um, which is good. And also, <laughs> ice hockey. I love ice hockey. Living in Canada for four years, I do go... Uh, there is a uh, amateur ice hockey league. You can go and watch that. One of the teams lives... Uh, is based very close to where I am right now and they were, before everything was happening, they were doing a league I think it's like Asian Hockey League so there's like three teams in Korea three or two teams in Japan and then one team in Russia in the past they've had a team from China, so they just, just these teams from different places and it's just a great little league, it's, it's always been free to go into, one of the teams was free to go into you can take your beer in and watch the sport. So it's good fun. Um, next, music. Music festivals are really growing here in Korea. Um, the big artists do come out. Mostly the time they're only in Seoul though. So being in Daejeon it's a bit hard to get to a lot of the big music events. Especially if it was midweek festival, uh, midweek concert. Some of them do go to Busan. But yeah, mainly the main acts just do one concert, these are the foreign like Ed Sheeran the big bands, they usually just do the one concert in Seoul and they either do it at the big soccer stadium or the Olympic stadium or um, one of the basketball stadiums 
they're also starting to do a lot more festivals, um, jazz festivals, and they're really getting into EDM festivals as well. Uh, a lot of people like to go to them. Uh, the K-pop scene, I don't know too much how to get tickets and stuff, if you want to go watch BTS and stuff. Um, I know some people went to a Psy concert about three years ago and they said it was great fun. So yeah, you just got to be on the lookout. The hard thing is buying tickets. So when you buy tickets in Korea, there's a place called Melon. You need a Koreaner to help you um, get through the ticket process because you got to go online, you got to buy your tickets, and you got to to obviously you got to link your credit card to the ticket agency, and to do all that, you need Korean to do that. So I use Kakao t- um, Kakao Pay, and it took me quite a while to link it and you may even have to go to the bank to tell them that's what you want to do and they might help you so when you do come to Korea or if you are in Korea um, getting your banking set up is quite important that you know what you want to do especially that first time because that first time you're going to have someone from the school helping you set up the bank account so you want to be able to send money overseas so tell them that you want to be able to withdraw as much as you want they usually have limits maybe that's what you want to do I always send money home so I've got to be able to withdraw a certain amount of money so make sure you let them know you want to raise the limit or have no limits and also if you want to use your credit card not your credit card it's just a basic uh, debit card if you want to buy something overseas or online especially overseas you need to tell them that too or they block it you can't you can't buy something in America or you can't buy um something in Australia on Australian site with a Korean credit card Korean card so make sure you unlock it and then yeah so the last one is also being able to book your tickets so make sure it's all unlocked I use Kakao Pay and once you got it all linked up you can use that for your um, buying your tickets I also use Kakao Pay to buy my delivery food so once you yeah, it's a bit hard to just set up. Once you got to set up, you're pretty sweet. Next festivals. Korea had a lot of festivals, and there's so much fun. A lot of them are really good fun. Um, there's a mud festival in Boryong Mud Festival. There are light festivals where they put a lot of lanterns and sculptures in the rivers, and they light them up. And then along the side, you have all your food halls, all your food tents, and all the different types of foods. Uh, I also really like, they always got the um, South American pan pipe, uh, Native American band, South American Native American band, and they play their pan pipe music, and it's really relaxing. Have a beer, sit on the river, look at the lights, look at people. Um... Also, they got festivals for everything. Strawberry festival, um, bamboo festival, uh, wine festivals. Actually, in Dijon, there was a really good wine festival. You go there, you pay your 10,001, and you just go in and you, <laughs> you go and taste everything. And then they actually got a tasting area where they got lined up of all the bottles. And you got like 20 minutes, you line up and you go in there. <laughs> you take your glass in and you just chug away. You just drink as much as you want. And try to look like you're tasting it, tasting the flavours, look classy, but a lot of people just go in there to 
get their buzz on. <laughs> it's quite fun. Um, then they have all the other brands. There's a really cool German wine that I tasted where they warm it up. I think it's a bit like a bull wine. They warm it up so it would be good um, winter wine. Uh, yeah, it's good fun. They do have beer festivals too. I went to one in Dijon. All the like, local breweries. I like a good brewed um, craft beer. It's not that common in the pubs. So getting all the craft beer and supporting the craft industry, that's a good way to taste and try to order some and look after the craft breweries that are growing. Um, also, in Etewan, they used to do an international festival, which was good. They'd get um, all the inter- different international groups. It's a very international place, Etewan. So you get all your groups, and they would come and do their dance perform- performances, get dressed up in the uh, dance um, local fashion, um, cultural clothes, and alongside you'll have all the international food and tents and beers and oh it's a great time it's good fun um so look out for that one that's really good too uh i have talked about the muju firefly festival on the previous podcast and that's a great one i just totally recommend doing that one i've got some photo on i got a photo on instagram of that one it's amazing too it's really cool Alright, so I'm going to try and make my podcast a little bit shorter now. So I'm going to take a break and then I'll come back and do the top five things I have uh, festivals and sporting events that I've been to around the world. I'll be back in a moment. So now I'm going to do my top five events I've been to around the world and just give a bit of information about that. Uh, Number one is the World Cup in Africa 2010. I went to the Soccer World Cup or the Football World Cup. Um, It was amazing and awesome, so awesome because I was living in Canada at the time for two years. So for two years I didn't see any friends, any family. 
and I managed to organize doing this with some friends in Australia some of my best friends actually and I met them in South Africa we were based in Durban which is a really cool area really nice area I was in the winter but it was quite warm there's a beach there and we could swim and we were about a thousand Aussies camping on the cricket ground in these tents and yeah we went there and um, <laughs> it was a great time a lot of uh, drinking and a lot of catching up with my friends and hanging out with people Durban is a really nice we had to follow a path to the beach Once, as long as we followed that path and the path along the beach it was really fun and safe once you go back a few streets the police would actually stop you and put you in the car and send you straight to the front line but yeah the soccer events Australia played Germany the first game and we got we were so excited for this game we, all these Australians walked up to the stadium um, we had quite a lot I think we had maybe third or fourth most amount of people to that um, event and to the World Cup I think 10,000 Australians 12,000 Australians <laughs> it was so exciting we got smashed by Germany 4-0 or something um, so we were a bit disappointed by that and then the second game was up north a bit and we had to drive for like 12 hours I think it was called like Nuremberg or something oh, I should have looked that up and we played our second game and on the way we went to a safari and we saw we didn't see all the big five we saw elephants we saw lions and buffalo giraffe uh, giraffe's not a big five but we saw giraffes warthogs so yeah the safari was really cool as well and um, we went and watched our second game we also went to a local school for our, bar, uh, our breakfast and they performed some songs for us that was cool and yeah the second game I don't know I should look it up but it's in the, it seems like it'd be a very it's not in a city put it that way like in town and um people were barbecuing in their houses outside making some money so we'd go and buy some South African food outside their house and have a barbecue walked in the stadium the second game we was against Ghana and we drew so it was better than a loss but we probably should have won that game and we drew that one and the last game was against Serbia or Croatia Serbia I think and we won that game so we finished with a win we didn't get to go through the group stage but it was really great I also with bought all these tickets that all the other games in Durban and one of them was meant to be Brazil versus Portugal, which was the last round game, but they both already qualified for the next round, so they didn't play very well. They played actually, it was a really boring game, um, but it was a great event, great vibe. Um, <laughs> the other thing was the Vuvuzelas. I don't know if you remember 2010, the Vuvuzelas, these horns, um, just hear buzzing the whole time. I didn't like it, but people seem to enjoy it but yeah that's another thing I remember about the World Cup second thing was Kings of Leon I was living in Germany at one stage and within the first month I was oh, okay what can I do and I saw Kings of Leon were coming and I went to their concert in Berlin I just went by myself I hadn't didn't know anyone but luckily that day actually I met one of my friends and his girlfriend they were doing a Kentucky tour. I don't know if it was Kentucky tour, but one of those tours I go to all the cities. 
and they were in Berlin that day so I got to meet my friend and we had quite a few drinks so I was quite drunk before I got to the Kings of Leon concert but yeah the concert was awesome uh, full stadium everyone loving the music number three uh, living in Canada for four years living in Vancouver in the winter uh, I was living in Whistler uh, I love hockey ice hockey and I love the Canucks and luckily when I was there between 2008 and 2012 uh, Vancouver Canucks were very successful. They didn't win a Stanley Cup. They tried so hard. They always made the semifinals, and I went to many games. And um, yeah, so uh, they did. They were doing so well. They just couldn't win that Stanley Cups when I was there. Um, I remember actually. I went to probably four or five games, and it's great fun. And it's, Watching ice hockey live is better than on TV, so it's one of those sports you need to see live. Yeah, R&M actually, the Vancouver Canucks in 2010, I think it was, they made the Stanley Cup, and I was actually backpacking in Europe at the time. It was in Seville, and for the seventh game, uh, we stayed up all night. I met some Canadians, and we stayed up all night to watch the game, and then they got smashed, and then, unfortunately, that's when all the riots and stuff happened, but... uh yeah, so close. Um, number four, my favorite festival. Is, I guess it's a festival that you get all around the world. Is St. Paddy's Day. I love St. Paddy's Day. In Whistler, in Canada, we had a great St. Paddy's Day. A lot of good bars did things, drinking and the music. I love the Irish music, the traditional music. I was very lucky to get to go to Ireland three years ago. And actually, both my mum and dad's side, our ancestry is Irish. And going to Dublin, and I went to a friend's wedding in Ireland. Every bar, most bars had live music, and I love live music. And that's probably one thing that's a little bit rarer here in Korea, getting live music. Just someone playing covers or playing their own music. Um, it's not quite as common here in Korea. There are there are some out there, and you just got to, I guess, you just research it. But I can't, I don't see that. It's not as common. People just always play music on the background. But yeah, St. Paddy's Day. We went to work on the cruise ship. We went to one in Florida, this Paddy's party. Oh my god, so much fun, but very dangerous. And we went back to ship quite drunk. Um, in Australia, it's great, all the pubs. I never used to like Guinness, but after going to Dublin and drinking Guinness fresh, I started to really enjoy it actually. Um, so yeah, St. Paddy's Day is probably my favourite festival. Also there's Oktoberfest. And actually here in Korea they do do an Oktoberfest in Namhae. But the one year I tried to go, uh, a typhoon came so I couldn't get to go. I think it's just a small little town. Everyone gets dressed up, they do the beer halls. And um, I think there's some history there with Germans living in this town, so that's why they have an Oktoberfest festival there. I think it's cancelled last year, and hopefully, maybe this year or next year, they can bring it back, because I really want to try that. And the last one is the Asian Cup, as another soccer event that was in Australia in 2015. The one year I sort of stayed home, if you haven't heard, I spent 12 years living overseas. And then in 2015, I spent maybe five months living at home, which is the most I've spent living at home. And during this time, we had... Actually, we had the Cricket World Cup first, and then we had the Asian Cup. Uh, Asian uh, Soccer Cup. 
and luckily I bought tickets to all the Sydney games and mum got tickets to the Newcastle games and Australia was we played so well that we made it to the final against Korea Australia versus Korea I got to go to the game uh, it went into extra time and we scored in extra time so that was amazing and you know that's five six seven years ago I didn't know that I would eventually leave in South Korea but um, I remember all the Koreans that were in the stadium they were so loud and so noisy um, like probably 10,000 Koreans and 70,000 Australians and that was so noisy and now I know why they love their sport and they love um, their soccer um, so yeah well that's one sport I didn't talk about there is a soccer league here in Korea and it's not quite as popular as the baseball which I'm quite surprised so there is all the sporting teams but the soccer team is quite successful in the Asian Champions League so that's another sport that you can watch as well um, that's it so that will do for today I've got to finish packing up again I'm going to try to do a bit of a video of my apartment my next podcast I want to do is some Korean movies and K-dramas and Netflix they're all on Netflix most of them are on Netflix so you should be able to have a look so that's going to be next on this podcast thanks for listening <laughs>